Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NAIPC Conversations with Tara and Ryan. Tara told me how much she liked my intro, so I'm now doing a librarian intro. But welcome to the greatest show in the history of the world. My name is Ryan, and I am with... And I am Tara. <laughs> and we have Courtney Nalti on the show with us, a great member and a newly elected board member, correct? Yes, as of the 2023 board, Courtney is joining us on a national level. So welcome, Courtney. Yay, Basically, you. everybody, you're listening to three extraordinarily important people. <laughs> and everything we say is extraordinarily smart. And it is authoritative. And you are going to learn a lot in this podcast. So Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I, I like being called so important. This is the greatest podcast thus far. <laughs> You're on fire today, Ryan. I love it. So, so welcome Courtney, to the show. Yeah, welcome Thank to you. the show. I'll use my radio voice like Ryan. Uh, Courtney is a member. You've been a member for a little over a year now, I think, in New mm -hmm. Orleans. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your work with older adults and, and why you joined NAIPC. Yeah, I'd love to. So, um, yes, I joined back in mid-2021, I believe it was, and have thoroughly enjoyed meeting all the people from around the country because in New Orleans, we don't have a chapter yet. Hopefully in the next few years, we'll get one going. Um, and it's been great. I've learned so much from so many people. I started in industry back in 2005, being a New Orleanian. I lost my job due to Hurricane Katrina and didn't know what to do and was searching everywhere for a job. And I came across um, a con continuing care retirement community or CCRC was looking for a nursing care activities director position. And having grown up with a grandmother who had Alzheimer's for 10 years back in the 80s and 90s, um, I felt experienced and I've always loved being around older adults. I love uh, chatting with them. I've always preferred hanging out with my friends' parents over my friends. Um, I've loved uh, love Turner Classic movies. My kids always roll their eyes when I have the remote control because it goes straight to TCM. And so I thought it would be a great place for me. And I went, interviewed, was offered the job on the spot, started right away. Um, and loved it, was there for 11 years, wore different hats. I also worked as marketing director for assisted living and nursing care. And then eventually my last hat I wore was foundation director. I did all the fundraising with it being a nonprofit. And so I absolutely loved it. And then I went on to work in the real estate industry, specifically with um, a big guru, Helen Foster of Foster Strategy, who consults with 55 plus housing around the country and I learned a lot from her and a lot about all the different types of communities that are available out there and then during COVID uh, I had lots of phone calls from friends and asking questions about things to do for their parents and or grandparents and um, I decided to start a blog and just put all the things all of my knowledge out there for more than just my friends I really wanted to share it with everybody. And from there, the blogging people started contacting me individually and wanting more consulting on a personal basis. And it's just kept on growing. And then I developed these digital downloads that you can find on my website to make um, it a little bit easier. If somebody doesn't want to call or hire me, they can just download this, my uh, digital downloads and do 
kind of what I do on their own pace. So that's really long story, but that's how I got here. And I just love it. I love working with older adults, love our industry. I love learning all the new stuff, all the new technology, all the people. Um, and I really want to see bo all boomers thrive, whether they live at home or they move into a community, just want to help them out. I want to help out the kids, the adult children or power of attorneys. Um, it's a lot overwhelming when all of a sudden you're helping somebody else, another adult with making decisions. So. Yes, it is. And I, I don't know a lot about your background and your story, but I know that ours are very similar. And Ryan as well. We both lost parents. I know you lost your father. Uh, my father was just turned 62 when he passed and was sick for a year. In hindsight, I was unemployed for a year during that time during the recession, and I got to talk to my dad every day. So it was a blessing I didn't realize. Um, but I know that you have a similar story with your father, just being able to spend those that last time with him as well. I do. Thank you. Um, yes, my father uh, died at the age of 65, 10 years ago now. Um, and his last six months of life, he had stage four cancer. Uh, he lived in the CCRC where I worked in the nursing on the nursing care floor. And uh, I got to spend every day with him and it was wonderful. And the fact that I understood the whole process and helped my mom with that, as well as my siblings, um, I think really, really made things a little bit easier for us. And so when my friends contacted, that was another reason friends started contacting me is not only did I work there, but I also experienced it firsthand with my father. So yes, I too lost my dad. And it's so hard when you're in that situation. They're lucky that he was lucky to have you. And my father was lucky to have a family that was there and able to support him. But there are so many people who go through that process alone or the family is so upset they don't know where to turn. So do you have any advice for folks like that in that situation? Should they reach out to somebody like you or someone else at NAIPC to help kind of guide them through that process? Yeah, I well, definitely recommend. I recommend that first take a deep breath and sit back and write down all the, your all the things that are going in your head people forget to do that and it helps clear your mind so that you can make the next step um, I have a, a free guide caregiver checklist on my website that you can download that helps you figure out all the steps you need to take and yes hiring somebody through NAIPC or even ordering our new wonderful book aging in place conversations is a wonderful place to start figuring that all that out. Um, but really, we don't do it enough talking, asking questions from professionals or friends that have already been through it, experienced it, they can help guide you as well. Um, we're, we're all here to help, and yes. And I think the biggest thing to remember going through that process is there's not a dumb question. Every question is valid. What you think is silly, someone else might think is life-changing. So ask the question and make the list. Right. Absolutely. Um, I created on my uh, Facebook, all my social media accounts um, on generational support that I have every Monday acronym Monday because so many people don't understand all the millions of acronyms that we understand in the industry. And that came from people, me talking to people and, and spitting out these acronyms. And uh, luckily, people asked me what it meant. And I thought, you know, it's something so simple, like the term. AL or IL or um, all the other ones we use in the industry that I created this every Monday, you can learn a new acronym in the aging industry. So yes, no dumb questions ever. 
I, I was going to just mention with what Tara said, but you kind of stole the thunder in which I think when you're in any industry, you get used to your verbiage and you it becomes so commonplace. Your assumption is that everybody understands what that verbiage is. And then when you speak with somebody that doesn't, that isn't in that bubble, isn't in that kind of that that industry, you realize how uh, how much you've made assumptions on how much people know versus how much they have to learn. And, and you know, your point of learning a new acronym, acronym um, is absolutely valid because, my God, does the health industry have more acronyms than they know what to do with. So um, that's probably quite useful and people, people look forward to it. Yes, we do have too many. <laughs> yeah, CCR, even even with CCRC, I sometimes get uh, like continuing care retirement community. That's what it is, right? Like sometimes, you know, you know once they get past two or three, it gets very complicated for this, this simple minded brain. But um, it, it it's certainly um, great that that you're able to help people out in that way and, and guide them on the, the challenges that they face, because too often we're we're dealing with people that are in. Um, crisis. And that's not exactly the greatest time in the world to be uh, trying to learn about a whole new industry and how things operate. And there's only so much you can ingest and retain. And there's a lot that gets lost and forgotten because you just, you're, you're so stressed out. I mean, do you find that most people are calling you when they're stressed in that kind of crisis scenario? Or are you, are you able to get people to call you much earlier than that? It's usually mostly in the crisis mode where somebody's either in the hospital, just left the hospital or, um, you know, they've all of a sudden saw a drastic change in the person that they care for. Yeah, it's usually crisis mode. I tried to get out there and, and getting more people to be proactive. And I think that's starting to happen. I think we're starting to see a little uh, change in the tides. But uh, for now, it's mostly crisis mode. Yep, that's that's the industry in general. But where I think, I think with the amount of people getting older and how commonplace it is to have uh, have those types of senior care needs and families, it's becoming. Uh, I don't know if it was completely taboo, but it wasn't exactly like upbeat you know, uh, cocktail hour talk, right? To talk about how mom's declining or dad's not doing so well anymore. But it's so prevalent now that it's 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 so commonplace that I think it, it's really um, become more and more, you know, okay to talk about that because everybody's going through it so often. Right, I agree that it's definitely becoming more common. And um, I, I do have a little bit of a sense of humor, like you, Ryan. I try with my mom to be just like deadpan, um, goofy when it comes to talking about funerals and deaths. And I'm like, Mom, can we do this at your funeral? Do you mind? Or can I, when I'm in the house, I always say, oh, do I get that piece when you're gone? Um, just to really lighten the mood about the whole topic. I mean, since she's already been through it with my dad, uh, she understands the needs for all the paperwork and having everything in place. But yet at the same time, we try to, make light of it. Um, you have to do that in this industry sometimes. You know, everybody needs to find a little sense of humor during these harder times. And I, I always try to recommend that with people, like really try to find something to talk about funny-wise. If somebody's in the hospital, you know, ask your parent, you know, what's their favorite story that something goofy happened to them at school or something like that. So I think that's important too, is conversations, you know, Yes, it's starting to happen with the seriousness, but we need to find some humor in it too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Humor is very important in all aspects of business and in life. So with that being, with that being said, it is a, um, it, it can be, it can be difficult to make light of those situations. But I mean, if you have friends that are nurses or, or in that world, you know, you know, OT, I mean, my girlfriend's was an OT and there's some stories that she has that I can't even repeat on recording of things that happen <laughs> in these nursing homes, but you have to laugh at it because it's just, if you don't, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll never make it through. And, and maybe in the moment, it's hard to see that humor in it, but whether it's looking back and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, I've had those same conversations with my parents. I'm an only child. So, you know, it's, it's always been, I always joke like dad, you know, mom, dad, we don't need to go on you don't need to go on the Alaskan cruise, like keep some money for Ryan here. Like let's not spend it all in one place. And, you know, and they're cracking up about it, but it's, you know, it's those situations in which you can make fun of, uh, uh, something difficult and, and, and get through the day on that. Oh, that's so true. I do have one quick story that reminds me, my grandmother who had Alzheimer's lived in a nursing home and, um, she was notorious for picking up and off the dining all the dining room tables, the silverware and sticking it in her bedside drawer. And so every week that we would visit her, we'd have to empty out her bedside drawer and return all the silverware. My mom was so embarrassed. And now we talk back about it, you know, always joke like, do we need to check your purse? Make sure you're not taking anything, mom. So uh, yes, you gotta find the humor. Absolutely. And it's not just finding the humor, it's also just having the conversations. Things are uncomfortable when you don't talk about it. Like yeah. with the book that all three of us wrote, Aging in Place Conversations, um, what industry experts have to say, I think just having my wrote the transportation section talking about what you're going to do when you can't drive anymore versus well mom we're taking away the keys and there goes your independence. Those are two very different ways to approach an awkward conversation, whether it's humor or just conversation. And right. um, so that was a good segue into the book to talk about the sections that you wrote. I know you have many books, you participated in this, and also you have a hospital discharge planning guide that I recently just purchased for myself. So maybe you could talk a little bit about your questions that you answered in our book together and just how when people go to or discharge from the hospital, you have all these resources while you're there. And then the second you walk out the door, you're like, wait, what was said to me? What do I do? Who was that person? Who am I supposed to call? So I'll let you talk about your, your publications a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So in the um, wonderful Aging in Place Conversations book, I talked about uh, moving into a community specifically, you know, about bringing pets and, uh, uh, older adult children and those kinds of things. Cause uh, we don't think about that. You know, you have a beloved dog or cat. Can the place, if you're moving, take that with you? Are you, and are you able to take care of it? Um, are you moving to an assisted living because you can't handle preparing meals anymore and whatnot? Well, does that mean you'll be able to open a can of um, dog food or whatever it may be every day. So those are things that need to be talked about. You know, where will the animals go if you have to move? And then with adult children, there are a lot of people out there that are caring for adult children with special needs or other ability disabilities and abilities. And uh, another thought that needs to be talked about, um, that's not always easy, but you need, needs to be on the back, 
of your mind uh, at all times. And then, yeah, the hospital discharge um, I created because, I, like I said earlier, with the crisis mode, people call me when they have somebody in the hospital and they're overwhelmed. There's about eight or nine people that will come in the room in the first 24 hours that family will meet and it's who who's what when where why um well the hospital discharge handbook breaks down who all those people are who are the main people you really need to meet with the most what questions to ask them um, how to prepare the home if they're going home or how to research and um, interview home health or communities um, all of those questions to ask because there are a lot of questions you should be thinking about that most people don't know in the industry like we were saying before if you're not in the industry how do you know um you know i don't think a lot of people know that a lot of assisted livings and nursing homes have to be go through every year a rigorous um testing program through department health and hospitals and you know you can ask about how they did and what tags they might have, what they'd failed or if they were completely tag free. Um, do you know to ask those kinds of questions? So I really try to help. I really think it's important that we educate everyone so that they know what to do and to look for and to ask. And I think once you're educated, as we all know, you really feel more comfortable and the stress is gone. Um, you know what you're doing like driving a car, you know, you don't know until you understand. My kids love asking me, how did I know how to turn which blinker on and how to do the windshield wipers? I'm like, well, you go to driver's ed and you learn all this. The same is with caring for somebody. You learn about all the different tools and techniques in order to be a good caregiver. Yeah, and maybe you could talk a little bit about um, just the CCRC, since we keep throwing out that acronym, maybe you can explain what that is, because not everyone in the senior, uh, in the aging marketplace really understands these terms, I think. And a lot of people not in this world are like, well, mom's at home or she's in a nursing home and not realizing there's a lot of other options in between. So maybe you can just talk about some of the things that are out there in between nursing home and being on your own. <laughs> There are a lot. So um, there are in separate independent lines uh, where it's strictly just people that are over the age of 65 can move in and it has activities and maybe one meal a day as well as staff that's checking in on them and possibly some um, housekeeping availability. And then you have assisted living, which is when you get a little more care, usually about 18 hours a day, there's care available for ADLs, which stands for activities of daily living, which is um, toileting, dressing, uh, preparing meals, all those kinds of things, medication reminders. Um, a lot of assisted livings cannot give out medication, but they can give medication reminders. And then you have the nursing homes that are 24-7 uh, complete nursing care that you can do everything under the sun that you can think of. And then uh, somebody many decades ago created the CCRC, Continuing Care Retirement Community, where all three continuums is what they're called, um, are under, are not under one roof, some are. Some are on one large campus space. And depending on your needs, you move into independent living. A lot of the ones start off, you can, um, start off in independent living and move throughout the continu continuum as needed. Some people move directly into the assisted living or nursing. 
Um, it just depends on what your needs are and how you qualify. Um, and then there's also right now, which is new is active adult living or 55 plus living is um, getting to be really big right now where people move in at 55 just because they want the camaraderie of fellow older adults and activities that are planned for them. But mostly they are living in an apartment or condominium. Um, I think housekeeping sometimes is provided um, and maybe like breakfast. It depends. Each place is different too. There's so many different things out there. Um, it's getting more creative, more interesting. I mean, you have all the different niches that are developing. Margaritaville, Disney World's doing one. Um, you know, all the different. Somebody, I saw one recently that was for. Um, can't remember. It was for a different niche. And I was like, oh, that sounds fascinating. Um, colleges are now starting to develop so that uh, college students and older adults live together and go to school together. Um, so that's fascinating. So there's all kinds of things out there for living outside the uh, typical home family, you know, single family home. And then if they do stay in that single family home, there's all these resources to help support them and keep them safe, right? Which yes. is, again, where we come in. Is there <laughs> an organization that helps out with that? I can't re recall. <laughs> who, who helps well, out with the Well, I have a National Place yeah. Council. <laughs> so if people do want to get a hold of you or order your books or, or just, you know, tap into your knowledge, do you have a way they can reach you and consult with you? Yeah, um, I don't think I ever mentioned, except for briefly, my business is Generational Support, and uh, it's generationalsupport.com. You can find all of that information, and uh, or you can email me, Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, at generationalsupport.com. So, yes, thank you. Awesome. And they can find you on agentplace.org as well. Yes, that's right. I always well, excellent. Now that we've 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 got that, go to go to, go see Courtney's um, information, download it, learn, and and if you feel the need, reach out to her, and she can give you some professional help and and help you with your your situation. And if you want to find out more about aging in place, just go to our our website. But with that being said, anything else? Not for me, Courtney. Any parting words of wisdom? Anything that you wish everyone knew that they don't know? Oh, wow. Well, I mentioned this before in um, the podcast during Agent in Place Week, which I'm looking forward again to in 2023. I'm sure there'll be announcements on that. Um, that always ask why and ask all the questions. Like Ryan said, there's no dumb question. Just ask everything and um, understand and learn. And if you need help, if they're overwhelmed, there's all of us out here wanting to help you out. And thank you all so much for having me today. And thank you for being a guest. It was great. Tara, do you have any parting words of wisdom before we wrap everything up? No, I just love that we had Courtney on today. She's always active in what we do and presenting and sharing. So it's great to share you with everybody else. So thank you, Courtney. Thank you, thank thank you. you so much. And thank you to all our listeners. And we will catch you on the next one.